Hi, and welcome to the second season of the Warfare in Conversation podcast. This time, I'm joined by friends who in relaxed conversation will walk us through spells of creativity, hardship, and what it takes to live a fulfilled life. As always, my deepest thanks extend to everyone who support Warfare, both on and offline, through purchasing the fruits of my own creativity and of all the incredible Warfare artists. And for now, enjoy the episode. For today's episode, I have the pleasure to be joined by Carlos. Carlos is a digital innovator, passionate about technology's impact on society and business. He is known for making complex concepts seem like a walk in the park. When he's not shaping innovation strategies at the digital catapult or conducting cutting-edge research at the University of Glasgow, you'll find him exploring the intersection of technology and creativity, having a laugh at the local pub or cycling around Scotland. Hi, Carlos. Thank you so much for joining me today. Not a problem. Happy to be here. (laughs) Um, Yeah, today's conversation will be quite an unusual one. Why? Because of the unusual idea that you actually had for this. um... I like movies, so it makes sense to me. Do you want to introduce then the idea for today's podcast? Well, yes, it's uh, Hello Barbie, Let's Go Party. (laughs) We're going to talk about Barbie, the movie. And mm-hmm. it's very interesting because it cuts across so many things, right? Yeah. Movie, the brand, the idea. Yeah, and I think it's quite cool to, to mention that we went to see Barbie, the movie, together. Mm-hmm. And that was your idea to then talk about it and uncover. Um... Yeah. To, to be fair, I, I like to do these kind of things. Well, go to the movie and then think a lot about mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's good now to have a better excuse to do it. Cool. Well, I want to kick us off with expectations for the movie. <laughs> so did you have any expectations going into see Barbie? Yeah, so a little bit of context. We saw this movie quite late because mm-hmm. I think it came out like, what, a month ago? Something like that. So it, it's difficult to go into a movie this big. I mean, not, not just because it's long, but because, well, a lot of people is talking about it or mm-hmm. have been talking about it. There is also the whole um, strike on actors and writers. So this is basically the big hit of the summer. Mm-hmm. So it was difficult to go into the movie without not being aware of what is it about. Uh, so taking that apart, my main expectation it was that it was going to be something that gave you a lot of thoughts. And um, yeah, put things into perspective. I have seen one movie from the director, the Little Woman one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I find it yeah quite good as well yeah for, for different reasons but uh, yeah so I had high expectations me too high expectations that it was going to be entertaining of course mm-hmm. but also a little bit more thoughtful and meaningful in everything that was happening okay yeah um, I think yeah similar for me that's not true <laughs> in the sense of ah. um, yeah there's more <laughs> um as you say, we went there quite late. We joined the party late. So I knew of the movie and I heard about whatever people were talking about in terms of the production value and whatnot. And I felt like in some ways the movie had ex- uh, exceeded my expectations. I felt like visually I was very um, positively surprised. Mm-hmm. I felt it was a very pleasing movie to watch. Yeah. Just loved all the colors and it really 
took me into a Barbie land <laughs> for, I don't know, was it two hours? Yeah, something yeah, like that. Something like that. Yeah, and also it didn't feel like it slowed down or there was like a little bit of a boring part. I think all of it was mm -hmm. very well planned and like it was very, very nice, the flow. Um, I think for the first time that I watched it, uh, it was a little bit intense in the sense that I was thinking like, oh, what does this mean? What did they try to say with that? Mm -hmm. So immediately after we finished watching it, it I had a lot of things, uh, thoughts and ideas. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that affected the movie experience. I think it was pretty nice. It was engaging. And uh, yeah, it was interesting. So Nice. Well, I thought before we kick, kick off that discussion, for anyone who are yet to watch Barbie, probably don't listen to this. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be spoilers. <laughs> yes. Um, but for anyone who wants a little reminder, IMDB's description for Barbie is Barbie and Ken are having the time of their lives in the colorful and seemingly perfect world of Barbie land. However, when they get the chance to go to the real world, they soon discover the joys and the pearls of living among humans. That sounds mm. like real life. <laughs> yes. And, um, yes. Yes. And I don't know what's your structure, but like, what do you think the movie was about? The whole movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what do you think is the, the theme of the movie? There, I feel like there are so many themes in that movie. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a true reflection of where we are today as a society. You think so? In many ways, yeah. Mm, that's good. I think it, the, the, I, in my personal opinion, I think the gist of the movie was that, or the main message of it was to highlight all these, let's say, issues, challenges mm -hmm. that we are facing as a society mm -hmm. in a fun way. Yeah. And I know we're going to get a couple of spoilers, so what was your favorite part? My favorite part? The depressed Barbie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember you <laughs> The depressed Barbie. Um, I'm not sure if I have my favorite part. Mm -hmm. I think the, the biggest um, turning point for me was when... I realized that I was pretty fine with Barbie being in charge in Barbie land. And I didn't really think about how Ken felt and all the other Kens. <laughs> in, 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 and, and Aaron, right? Yeah, and then Alan. 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 Yeah. <laughs> um, and then when things turned around, it kind of only then appeared to me that there was this imbalance. <laughs> And then how did that, that made me feel quite both upset for both parties. Mm. Yeah, so that was interesting. And, and what do you think about the ending? The ending of the movie? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, had, I have notes about why did Barbie go to the gynecologist? <laughs> why do you think that? <laughs> I, well, I read around this idea of needing to be ordinary. So it reflects the desire for Barbie to be ordinary, mm -hmm. a normal woman who worries about her health. Yes. And maybe that's the message that we need to send to women, that they need to go to their gynecologist. Okay. Do you want to add any more questions to that? There is actually another point to it, which might bring another discussion. It's not just about her being ordinary, but it's about her having the ability to decide about her body. Mm -hmm. What do you think about that? Well, I ask these questions because 
it's a little bit of a trap because mm -hmm. I have a theory, right, about okay. all these things. Right. And, and on the one hand, yes, I really like the aesthetics of, of the movie. Mm -hmm. It's very colorful. Not that I am that colorful, but uh, it's really colorful, really attractive visually. The the what I really like about these movies. And I'm thinking about this high production, mm -hmm. really a lot of people involved in the development of this, is that there are a lot of Easter eggs all over the place, like Barbies that were discontinued, they appear here, or Barbies that are tried to be very similar to the actual toys that, that they inspired them. So I really enjoyed that part. But my favorite part within this, this theory that I have uh, was the, the segment with, where the mom was telling all these contradictions that real life poses in women mm -hmm. and how, um, so how difficult it is basically to be a woman, not only because of the standards of society or the rules of society, but also everything that is internalized throughout the whole mm -hmm. life of women. And, and that's what got me thinking that this actually, it's a movie about coming to age. So this is a bunch of, of category of movies that talk about girls that mm -hmm. become women mm -hmm. and my theory is that barbie is actually seen here even though that she has a body of a woman is actually a child so the character of barbie is actually a child mm -hmm. and the reason why she goes to the gynecologist 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 <laughs> yes i have a different pronunciation <laughs> but uh, the reason is because she's moving now to teenage year mm -hmm. she's becoming a teenager and that's why she needs to start taking okay. care of other parts of, of, of womanhood. Right. So when you think about it, and, and, and it makes sense for me because during the whole uh, movie, mm -hmm. Barbie was very uh, innocent, very... Um, what is Childlike. It? Yes, because it yeah. is essentially a child, mm -hmm. uh, a girl that is moving from this imaginary world, Barbie land, and going into the real world that is all the things and all the pains and all the issues that we as a society has have created around women mm -hmm. and that's like the contrast and the whole movie is about a girl a, a child uh, or a young girl mm -hmm. realizing of all these contradictions and all this difference between the imaginary world that they have for their future and the real world and how things uh, yeah doesn't work in the way they do and that's why i find it very interesting that that uh, that monologue from from the mom because, yeah, it's basically the mom giving advice to a child, telling them, like, for life is going to be very hard. Mm -hmm. And it's better that you're aware of it. And it's impossible to be all these things at the same time. Uh, so, yeah, to, to, to be aware of that. So I think that's what the movie is about. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense now that you said. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Yeah. As I said, we saw this movie, what, a week ago? Mm-hmm. So as you say, I've been thinking about it probably too the, much. The whole week, all you were thinking <laughs> yes. about is, what was this movie really about? Yeah, what was it trying to tell us? Because yeah. Yeah. it was trying to tell us a lot, but I like that. I like that, um, yeah, the idea of there being a higher message, right? Mm -hmm. And almost like a higher plot to the whole thing. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And, and we had this discussion I think immediately after about what do you think Barbie Land represents, right? Mm -hmm. and, and at the time I told you, well, it's, it has to be like a mirror of real world mm -hmm. because it's the ideal that childs or kids, women, uh, girls, uh, have about how the future is going to be. And, and that's very interesting in the sense of what inspires a kid to be a doctor or to be yep. wherever they want to be. And, and um, yeah, how this figure of, or idea of Barbie 
it's really important in many cases to to get them to think oh i could be this or i could be that or i could be mm -hmm. anyone right mm -hmm. well it's nice you mentioned both of those things the first one being we had this immediate discussion um, and i had noted down some of those immediate thoughts mm -hmm. and we'll hopefully be able to unpack them a bit more <laughs> um, which actually goes um, very smoothly into the second part um, of what you were saying in terms of what is the role of um, a woman in the society in the first scene if you remember are little girls playing with dolls and i mean the baby kind of dolls not barbie dolls and we had this very short conversation around what does that really mean what is that what what does it represent and then how does that transition us into mm. the barbie world and i think you've kind of summarized <laughs> yes and, and and to see that 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 first scene is really really well done mm -hmm. and plays with a lot of things that other people find also interesting their reference to space odyssey their reference to well, in that movie, it's about we discovering knowledge and then becoming, becoming uh, what the human species is. Mm -hmm. Here, I think it plays a similar role because it's a change of paradigm before Barbie. Um, yeah, kids, basically, girls, little girls, were, were almost trained from very literal mm -hmm. that the role, maybe not in society, but at least in the, in the family, was to take care of babies so basically they, from very very small very young they were yeah make aware that one of their biggest responsibilities is to keep taking care of, of more kids and when barbie appear in this very uh, mm -hmm. sci-fi way to do it it basically break that broke that uh, paradigm and saying like no you you shouldn't just think that that's your role or the only thing that you should do mm -hmm. there are so many other things now like the first Barbie was, uh, uh, I think, beach Barbie. So it's not like you immediately <laughs> became a doctor, but at least it broke a little bit the, mm -hmm. the, the, the thinking. And, and again, I really like how they incorporated original things from, from the original dolls because the outfit that Margot Robert is wearing is actually the outfit of the first yeah. Barbie. So yep. that, that little things, those little things are, are very nice. True. But do you think... Uh... What do you think of that transition then? How does that reflect us today? And how does it blur male and female roles in society? Mm. It's, it's difficult to just... It's difficult to just say that there is a female and male role because that's like a law, a different conversation and it's very, very politically... Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I think it's good to break these paradigms because sometimes... When you get to to the point on, on a discussions and people say, well, that's because the things are, that's the way they are, they have been, and that's yeah. why we are keep doing it. I don't like when the discussions get to that point because that doesn't make sense to me. And and this is pretty much uh, an uh, effect or a consequence of that because, yeah, why should girls should only care about being uh, moms mm -hmm. when they could be anything else they want? And 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 it doesn't just apply for for. Um, for girls, I'm still curious about how people find what they like and how why some people at very early stages decide they want to be engineers, mm -hmm. teachers, whatever. And other children, they take more time and they never find exactly what they want. And, and having exposure to 
these things through toys, through games, through this kind of thinking maybe helps them understand what they want from very early stage. I don't know how it was it for you. Do you like discover you wanted to be in the business business and fashion business? <laughs> Put my Barbies. Or any other game. <laughs> um yeah, maybe Monopoly. <laughs> See, no, I don't other think... people losing money. That's the feeling I want Yeah. Power. Mm. Um yeah, so that's an interesting um question in terms of my personal relationship with Barbie. <laughs> yeah. I actually had a really good relationship with Barbies. Yeah. I had many of them. And at the age of a ripe age of I think I was fourteen, mm-hmm. I parted ways with Barbie. Yeah. So I played with Barbie for a long time. Um and my dad actually had to like take them away from really? me because I was so upset I mean I wouldn't play with them you know on a daily basis but I wanted to keep them yeah. and then with a the house move he just decided this is the this is the it's time it's, he, he just thought I'm taking it you know too far <laughs> which is an interesting mm. observation in and of itself um, but okay. yeah no I I think Barbies taught me to take care of things because mm. I I really cared for them. I mean there was an ugly Barbie in the movie. What was her name? I can't remember. <laughs> the weird Barbie. The weird Barbie, yeah, yes. the weird Barbie. There's always a weird Barbie. I had no weird Barbies. <laughs> All my Barbies were very well maintained and brushed their hair. And uh, you know, for me it was it was um it was a way to be able to represent and be whoever I wanted to be mm. in that point in time. I played a lot with my sister and she is a very um her personality is very demanding and she likes to be in charge so she would often direct the the play. Okay. She was like the director of the play. She was the director of the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um so I often just subjected myself to that and I didn't have much of a say. Mm-hmm. Hi if you listen to it. <laughs> yeah, no, that that's interesting yeah because that's like another thing because at the end of the game at the day it's a toy right mm-hmm. and 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 maybe that's also what we were discussing about how this movie also approaches the theme of Mattel and the 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 creator of the yeah. <laughs> of the Barbies and uh, yeah i mean a lot of these things are curated because obviously they don't want to say we just want to sell more things and we're going to create this movie so you want to buy a Barbie or buy a Barbie for your kid. But that's probably part of the reason why they decided to make this movie. Mm-hmm. I think what was very smart of them is to choose a director mm-hmm. or a writer that could make something yeah, meaningful, craft a message that was interesting for the audience or in this time as well. So that was very, very well thought from whoever yeah. greenlighted this movie. Yeah. Nice. Um, I have one more question in around our personal experiences, let's say. I mentioned that I had that uh, epiphany moment where they mm-hmm. changed roles almost. Mm-hmm. How did you feel about it? In in the sense that uh, they go to the real world? The Kenland. No, yeah. the Kenland becoming... I think it was a little bit of a game of... 
So what we were discussing at the time is that Barbie was kind of like opposite of real world in the sense that in the real world there's still a lot of male dominated professions or many uh, yeah decisions that are yeah made by men that affect women mm -hmm. and and Barbieland was supposed to be the opposite of that that what would be the world where women take more uh, agency and more responsibility well not responsibility but have more power to make decisions mm -hmm. and and I think that the whole thing that happened with Ken was just more of an exercise of what would happen if that ideal of Barbilan was corrupted by, mm -hmm. in this case, can bring it in the patriarchy and the whole male uh, yeah, power over other things. And, and I, I, I think it was just a way to express that, like, if you let all those ideas corrupt this, this Barbilan, this ideal for women, especially young, young girls, well, how they're going to end up and that girl that could have been the president and the president in this mm -hmm. case of the states became just like a like a like a partner of a of a Ken right mm -hmm. so I guess that's just a reflection on saying why it's important to keep that that ideal alive and not necessarily that men corrupt everything which <laughs> probably is true but still <laughs> so I think I think that's what the director was trying to express, right? That mm -hmm. why it's important to keep that dream alive. What is your answer? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I find it yeah, interesting. I don't know why he liked horses, though. That's the only mm. thing that I don't understand. Like, why horses? <laughs> because he has these, like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think... Um... I think what they were trying also to show maybe was that we can't have one or the other ruling. We can't. We have to be in 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 partnership. Mm -hmm. So I think there was this idea of equality being pushed, mm -hmm. um, so that both parties are involved mm -hmm. um, and both bring something good to the table. Right. So I think that was mm -hmm. my. And they have this throwaway line that probably just went under the radar, but there's a point where, where like I think one Ken was appointed to be like in the subcommittee of sub something, mm -hmm. and he's like, well, why couldn't be like a judge? And and she says like, well, when in the real world uh, we have the same, uh, yeah, representation, then mm -hmm. you can have a, a judge position. And I think that's hinting towards like the ideal exists because right now the society is to lean towards one side mm -hmm. so as real world becomes more balanced this also ideal will balance itself towards yeah uh, more more equality but while that society real world society is not balanced then the ideal for girls should be no you should do it because mm -hmm. because that's how it's supposed to be mm -hmm. right try to to help bring that number into a more equitable yeah i mean kind of on the same theme yeah. of male female um one thing that struck me and i think what the uh what the movie was trying to relate to was modern dating mm. so the relationship between barbie and ken <laughs> <laughs> and so Probably one of my actually favorite, going back to your very first question, one of my favorite scenes was 
when Ken introduced Barbie to his Mojo Dojo Casa House. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, and then the, the second part to it, there's, there's, there's more. Uh, and asked her to become his long-term, long-distance, low-commitment, casual girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> and I think we can translate that to today's world as a situationship. <laughs> a low commitment what does that mean <laughs> um, and then following from that there was obviously the scene of almost male validation and then this this um, um, the word enough that he's enough that Ken is enough yeah, that he like doesn't that. need validation from Barbie to be fully himself yeah. etc but yeah I think it's nice to maybe first focus on the on the first part and then move to Kenaf. <laughs> I mean yes um the whole way they 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 Ken is presented at the beginning is that they are basically just one more accessory of Barbie, right? Mm-hmm. And and within this ver- Barbie land that is an ideal for 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 women, uh for kids, it's I don't know what value does it have to say that you should be you first and then if you have a boyfriend or a partner then that's like an accessory to yourself mm. uh, and and shouldn't be allowed to like dictate perhaps what you want or what you do or what you think are capable of so again that probably is the ideal that anybody else is just an accessory to to your person to whoever you want to be uh, but then the whole commitment thing i think that's more of a reflection of society not being able to create bonds to each other the way that used to be easier before mm-hmm. i mean i think there are a lot of numbers around how difficult nowadays is to make friends or to find people or even meet people that are not within your i don't know university group or people that you met because of the consequences where you are if you want to go beyond your school or your work or your family is very difficult to meet friends. Mm-hmm. I guess that's a representation. But again, thinking about this idea of war and how bad would it be to have patriarchy disrupting or corrupting that ideal, again, that's a consequence. Like there won't be this close relationship between men and women. Mm-hmm. There's only going to be like this no commitment, <laughs> uh, very detached, and like we'll see if it works, but we won't commit make it work mm-hmm. so yeah I, I, I don't take it to be such a big representation of society I think it's more about the parody of how the ideal will be corrupted right if you leave patriarchy to to corrupt it disrupt, disrupt it what is your thinking well no I had a, I had a more brute uh, thinking in relation to society today mm-hmm. thinking about I think we even had a conversation around that so thinking about um, the age at which women get married, mm. at the age at which women have children, if they have any, if they do get married, mm. and um, even personally, from my own personal experience uh, and people around me, it feels like um, it's getting more and more difficult for people to um, follow these traditional traditional paths of life in terms of getting married, committing, having children, forming families and yeah. whatnot, 
or, or, or simply when we think about just the relationship level, committing to another person. Mm-hmm. Yes, and, and I think, yeah, there are two, two thoughts around that. One is that it's difficult to, to commit to a person, mm-hmm. but also, and goes back to this, the, the, the monologue that the, the mom has at the beginning is that we want so many things and we pretty much set ourselves to fail from the beginning because we want to be a good father, well, in this case, a good parent. Mm. Uh, you want to be uh, excellent in your career. You want to not only have a degree, but a master's or something else. You want to do all these many things and I guess in the society we ha- we're struggling to adapt to have all those things at the same time mm-hmm. instead of actually I don't know what's the best answer maybe take some time to do one thing and then move on to the other thing and then move on to the other thing but obviously there are biological reasons why you cannot do that yeah and sometimes the, the, the order doesn't help because mm-hmm. if you have a kid early it's very difficult to keep growing in your career or get another degree if you uh, focus on your career first then it may be too late for you to have the family that you wanted so i guess yeah on, on that part is very difficult anyway to to get all these ambitions or everything that you want and um, i guess that's also going towards the negative part about barbie because it's in a way is very much commercial mm-hmm. uh, motives behind it because yeah, they just they they don't just want to sell you a toy, they want to sell you multiple toys, which are basically different versions of the same toy, and um, and then uh, yeah, m- make it a little bit more materialistic, in in a sense because, yeah, they give you like a lot of options for you to become, knowing that you cannot become all of them at the same time or or, or in a meaningful way, so. I don't know. That that's also speaking a little bit more to the material part of the of the idea of Barbie, mm-hmm. and the standards that it sets, not only physically, but uh, the representation that it had until like a couple of years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Do you have um any other points of plot <laughs> that um, you wanted to raise? Yeah. So an- another. A little bit obscure part is that during the movie they make reference to Ruth, uh, something the the, the Ruth the Handler. Handler, yes, that's why she gets the last name. Yes, uh, Ruth Handler, the creator of Barbie, mm-hmm. and how, well, it was very interesting that she wasn't the first president of the Barbie, the Mattel Corporation. Yep. It was actually his husband, mm-hmm. which speaks a little bit about <laughs> your. But, but I, that you're saying that you can be anything you want, but I think that came only after a couple of Barbies mm-hmm. uh, in the market. Anyway, but she's a very interesting and colorful character yeah. because I think she was a president for Mattel for a long time and then she had to give up the presidency because she was avoiding taxes and then she was avoiding <laughs> taxes. Well, at least she said because, and maybe I'm getting this wrong, but what I read is that she said, and she wasn't thinking straight because she was being a mother at the same time. So that was taking time off mm-hmm. her business um, yeah, work. And then it made her like not being following all the rules or all the laws. So it's a little bit tricky that on the one hand, yeah, it, she's pictured in the movie as like the big creator, the big idea or the big inspiration 
for, for the whole idea of Barbie. But in reality, it was probably more commercially oriented. She actually didn't design the Barbie itself. She founded uh, a version in, in, in Germany, yeah. I think. Yeah. And then uh, she just copied the design and bring it to the States and like sell it in the States. So uh, it's a little bit of more obscure, but as always, when a brand lasts so long, they kind of clean their image mm-hmm. and make it more appealing, perhaps. I don't know. What do you think about the, the owner? The, the creator? The inventor. The inventor. Well, yes. I found it quite fascinating, actually. Mm-hmm. It opened my eyes uh, to the idea that Barbie had to be invented by someone. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think I grew up with Barbie. It mm-hmm. was something quite inherent to my existence, right? Yes. I don't know a world without Barbie. So for the first time of my life, in my life, I started thinking about, okay, what is the origin of Barbie? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and because I'm, I'm quite interested in inventors and, and businesses, we both are, it was quite natural for me to then go on and read about Ruth and who she was and um, how did that idea come about. And it's quite interesting because um, she... Um, invented Barbie in 1959. I don't know if that's long or short for you. Does it feel <laughs> long or short? It's, it's quite long. <laughs> a long time ago. It's actually one year younger than my father. <laughs> but it's funny. It is then, yes. And um, Barbie actually comes from her daughter, mm-hmm. Barbara. Yes. Another, you know, revelation. And then, and then the name of the of Ken comes from his from the son. Son, exactly. But actually, it's a little bit of a, a controversy. Incestive, yeah, incestive relationship. <laughs> yeah, that's because yeah, to bring them together. I mean, I do wonder how the kids feel I, <laughs> or I had felt for their they life. Have, they have enough money to cry about. <laughs> so yeah, I found I found that quite fascinating mm-hmm. just to learn about the backstory yeah. and that Barbie was in fact invented at some point in, in our existence and it didn't always exist yeah i mean many things that we assume take for granted yeah. yeah yeah they probably were invented in our lifetime <laughs> like we didn't have these kind of screens or computers when we were born so it's weird yeah that we adapt so fast to new things um but yeah probably what i what i remember most about the movie was this whole disc um discourse of or, or thing about Barbie being an idea because because anything else will fade over time mm-hmm. and what do you think is the idea of Barbie then? It's a representation yeah. of uh, of anything really. Do you remember any motto or like thing because in Mexico there was be whatever you want to be. That was like the, the, the slogan. The Barbie slogan. Yes. That's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's yeah. what I'm thinking. Like, yeah. Did it have like a different slogan here in Europe? I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Not sure. Because again, I, 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 don't, I don't have that much exposure to Barbie. You not can only. be anything. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You can be anything. In Mexico, it was be whatever you want to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but around the same lines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it has been very... I mean, I don't know, because it's still too young, too, too early to say. We have seen a change in society, perhaps not to the speed that we, or 
women that have been struggling with this would like to see. But uh, I don't know if any contribution or any anything can be attributed to just having this idea of like, yeah, you can choose to be whatever you want to be. Mm -hmm. Because then you go on face reality and like, yeah, I want to be a president. But then you have all these other challenges and things that prevent you to do that. So, and again, that's why Barbie land is more like an ideal rather mm -hmm. than I, something comparable or something else that exists already. Because, yeah, the ideal of having all these women taking over control and managing the, the, the whole land is the whole point right but uh, but when, when you come back to, to to real life or to the real world which is basically the, the the journey that barbie has in the movie yeah faces all these challenges and just i think they make a funny but interesting approach to ken being like having all these door open mm -hmm. because until now we only know that he's a guy right yeah because he doesn't even have a profession his profession is beach And, and and that basically they're saying that yeah he can get a, to speak with anybody he wants just because he's a guy as mm -hmm. opposed to Barbie that every time when when she was in the real world like everybody stopped her from what she wanted to 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 do mm -hmm. uh, and Barbie and Ken on the other hand he he had like doors open and and people pay attention to him which was also funny something funny that that you said that at the beginning you didn't realize right yeah. But this is interesting, actually, because um, Ken had all the options, mm -hmm. but he had no skills. And again, that's what you were kind of, I think, uh, referring to in terms of, yes, we can be anything. Mm -hmm. And that Barbie could be the conduit to being anything mm -hmm. um, and giving young, I mean, boys and girls, I don't know, um, aspirational sort of value, right? Mm -hmm. Mm, but then it doesn't just fall from the sky. Yeah. You have to go after your dreams yeah. and it takes hard work. Yeah. But I, I want to believe that it has some impact, not necessarily just on Barbie, because at the end of the day, it's a brand. Mm -hmm. And it's, I don't know how was it here, but in Mexico, there were older uh, toys that were cheaper than a Barbie. So sometimes it was not the first option for, for, for a kid. Um, but the whole idea of having... Yeah, this this imprinted perhaps so early in the in the in the mind of young girls get them to the point that they are not perhaps the ones that are taking the, the leader position or the, the yeah, taking more responsibility and power, but they are the enablers for that. Yeah. So I think that's interesting that it takes time. Society doesn't change from one day to another mm -hmm. or even two years or decades. Uh, and maybe that generation, my father's generation, who was probably the first one to play with Barbie, and, and that's probably in the States, not even in other countries, is an actual generation that is enabling change instead yep. of being the, the figures. Because now we're seeing more and more entrepreneurs, women entrepreneurs, or uh, sports people, women that are not only becoming good at it, but they are becoming like figures. Mm -hmm. and and there was this conversation with the goalkeeper from from uh, the English team that Nike didn't even want to print uh, or to produce her jersey because they they didn't want they didn't think it was going to be so popular but just because now she has voice and more people can connect with her they essentially boycotted 
mm-hmm. liked to ask them like not just produce it because we want to have it we want to have this role model that uh, we can believe you want to be it's not just you want to be the goalkeeper of England you can put a name and a face to that and, and I think that's something that is changing again perhaps slower than many people would want but at least yeah do you think though in in reality in in the real world can you be anything as a woman as a man or do you think that we are predispositioned physically physiologically to be better at least mm. at certain things than others i think that's too much to ask for a kid like but then an adult as an adult what do you y- yes but like it's something that you internalize from very young mm-hmm. in the sense that well i know how was it for you for me it was kind of very easy because my father was telling me oh you're good at that then you do this and mm-hmm. that was the way that i got through school through like the first actual work that i did myself so i had this figure that was guiding me not in the best way because he wasn't like coaching me he was just directing me saying you're good at that so do that you 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 look like you enjoy that go and try this so he was telling me what to do and for me it was quite easy to find the things that i like mm-hmm. but even over over life I have changed that but I guess for me for my growing up uh, I didn't have something telling me you're not you shouldn't do that uh, because reasons I always tried and if I like it I keep doing it if mm-hmm. I didn't like it I stopped so I have that opportunity and but what I was trying to say at the beginning that is a lot of uh, uh, burden to tell somebody what do you want to be what are you going to do with your life uh, even when you're very young, to ask them, like, are you going to be a doctor? Because if you need to be a doctor, then you have to start pre-med school, like, way, way, way earlier. So it's a lot of responsibility sometimes to, to, to give or to tell kids that they have to decide, children, to decide what they want to be very early, because sometimes you just need to experience things. Mm-hmm. So coming back to your question, I think we can't be anything we want but neither we should want that because what's the point of me wanting to be 100 things when in reality i just can be one two maybe three of them and and maybe one other time so um i think it's a lot of burden to say you can be anything you want it will be something a message that i will probably would think is just do whatever you like make you happy Mm -hmm. you feel that it's useful so instead of like opening so many possibilities, I think it would be nicer if they help you narrow it down. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that's... Yeah. Well, I was also thinking along the lines of um, male and female boundaries mm. in terms of I mean, we are not competing against each other in the Olympics, right? We have <laughs> our own football uh, and then what that kind of rolls along to other uh, mm-hmm. disciplines. And also, I mean, we have more female-oriented jobs mm-hmm. because women are more caring and we have, you know, more firemen because physically men are stronger mm-hmm. on average. So maybe... Yeah, on that point, like sports is one weird thing because we, many people think that there should be equality and everything should be like yeah. competing against each other. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, sports, yes, there are like, a, like something aspirational but it's also entertainment right mm-hmm. and you wouldn't want to watch a match where suddenly the score is like 
I don't know, 20 to 1, because that's not entertaining. What is entertaining is to be to see teams that are equally matched. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's men or women, but like equally matched and that they are competing to each other or, or having these people that go super fast. Mm-hmm. But even the fastest women uh, is not in the same category as the fastest man. So on that point, it's not really about, for me, it's not really about equality. It's about, yeah, making it fair, making it... Uh, I don't know, comparable in a way. And and then, yeah, genders yeah. get in the way of that sometimes. But yeah, I think it's also unfair to to put the best women for, for so good they are to compete with the best men because as you say, there are physical differences that um, there is no way to, to overcome that. No, mm-hmm. Simply the way that people, regardless of gender, they, they, they develop. Because in the same way, it's not funny if you put a very slow men compete with the fastest men because like there's no competition there and so so yeah i think that's separate because it's entertainment but then when you think about business in general people with power um i don't think it's a very good approach to compete for the same position or try to be the same person i think there was a time uh, from what i've been uh, studying and reading that women want to be more like men to get to the positions of power but that kind of breaks the whole point of a woman being in power yeah because you don't want a woman in power to behave like a man <laughs> you want a woman in power to be a woman and, and, and do things the bring way those they, qualities yeah, yeah so i think it's not necessarily i th- what i should be saying is that we shouldn't be um narrowing positions of power based on attributes of men like oh they are more whatever assertive but are, or they are also less, more irrational they are more uh, aggressive but also they are very much uh, not cautionless so i think we should be focusing more on what we want from that position of power and then decide who is the best candidate because in some cases you want somebody that is taking care of, of, of the team and that could be a man that could be a woman it doesn't matter but like i, I guess what i'm going is it shouldn't be about gender it should be more about um what attributes different people have for different roles yeah and being more open to having different uh, profiles in in positions of power not just white uh, old guy who, <laughs> like does the same thing that people have been doing for many years because that doesn't lead to change but being more open to other type of people other i don't know different people to do different things and do be themselves in the position of power okay so do you think we should be advocating for quotas I think that that's a start, yes, mm-hmm. because if we keep doing what we are doing, we're going to keep... Nothing will change. Yes. So quotas, although they may seem unfair at the beginning, because for whatever reason, men could be perfectly uh, uh, suited to, to any position without like a fighting chance for a woman to be in that position, it, shouldn't, it, it won't happen <laughs> because like we have years of history that... If you keep doing the same thing, the same thing is going to keep happening. So yeah, I think quotas are a good like start, kickstart, but not necessarily something that has to be maintained over time. Because yeah, I think it's more about awareness and having that opportunity to show how uh, uh, a more women approach to many things could be better than just having a, a guy doing mm-hmm. those things. But yeah, what is your position on quotas? I want to go back to Barbie. <laughs> <laughs> My position of quotas. I um, yeah. What is this? There is a term. 
unfair advantage or something like that, right? Yeah, I, I think like there, are, yeah there are terms. And um, I think bottom line is we should be hiring the most suitable person for the job, regardless of... Yes, but sometimes you don't give yourself the opportunity of knowing how different it would be uh, if you choose a different person that you will normally... Yeah, being as a recruiter, you should be open to yeah. put to other backgrounds, um, genders and whatnot. Um, because then you can bring examples of technology, yeah. right? Like AI is being biased because we are training it in like yes. biased data. Yeah. So I'm not saying that a recruiter doesn't have the best the best intentions in mm-hmm. mind, but without quotas, for example, they will tend to go to the safer option, which yep. they believe is whatever had to work in the past. And that may happen to be a guy who, who is doing like the same thing. So without that, as you said, advantage, unfair advantage for putting women in those positions, uh, we wouldn't realize what are the benefits of that. And there is a lot of a study that needs to be done and research that needs to be done to see if there is any meaningful difference. But without that fighting chance, we'll never get to that point. So, yeah. Yeah, just thinking in quotas, I think, yeah, mm-hmm. they're, they're not an uh, end solution. It's just a way to try to level mm-hmm. ever so slightly the play, play field. Yeah. Well, I wanted to go back to another point you've made in terms of Barbie being um, a brand. Mm-hmm. So it was quite interesting for me to actually reflect on this idea that, yeah, I actually didn't really play with Barbie Barbie. I played with Barbie mm-hmm. that was, you know, a Barbie from another company, yeah. a knockoff or, or, I mean, I used to watch lots of um, children's sort of TV shows and stuff mm-hmm. and they would recreate Barbies, for instance. And um, an interesting, that's an interesting observation in and of itself that Barbie became uh, almost like a, a word, a term, right, mm-hmm. to describe all Barbies, <laughs> no. sort of like Adidas. I don't know if in, in other countries, but in Polish, we actually use Adidas to say, to describe any sort of trainers. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I got Adidas. And then you'd say, yeah, they're Puma or <laughs> they're actually from <laughs> Nike, whatever, right? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because that is in and of itself almost equivalent to a shoe. Yeah. And Barbie is an equivalent to a toy, mm-hmm. right? Um, so that's just a thought. Yeah. No, no, no. And it pairs very well with this whole thing about Barbie being an idea, not necessarily a mm-hmm. physical thing or, or a brand even. Mm-hmm. It's just this idea of like toys that they are not just representations of, or smaller versions of adults. It's an actual adult they can play with. Right? I mean, on that note, I have read that they are planning to continue making toy movies mm-hmm. representing all the other success stories of other toys. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, <laughs> it's a whole thing about like not creating new IPs. And, and probably that goes back to what I was saying at the beginning of the strikes on, on actors. Mm-hmm. Because this is probably the biggest movie we're going to see in a long while. Because... Yeah, actors and, 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 and writers, they are striking in the States, which it's still one of the biggest places that produce uh, entertainment for the Western countries. So, in, yeah, this one, they were pretty much 
doing as much as they could to make mm. this a success. And, 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 and again, I think the choosing this director was a very good move to, to make it a success. Um, something else could have happened with like all the other toy movies that they are not very interesting because they are just trying to recreate the, the, the toy or the game. There are a couple of success stories, like Dungeons and Dragons. It was a good, uh, a good example. Um, but what I was also thinking is that I like this movie because of the Easter eggs, all, all yeah. these ideas of how an actual toy would look like in real life. And I think there is a lot of value on that. A lot of people think that many movies are made out of nostalgia, which is true. Like, for example, seeing June and, mm-hmm. and, and the production that it's having now, it is based on nostalgia of the people that read the book. But also all these people that read the book, if you think about it, they have imagined in the characters. Like, they all exist in their imagination. And what I imagine of a character of Yoon is very different to what you imagine of a mm-hmm. character of Yoon. And having this, like, movie and putting faces to those characters and putting texture, sound, story, and, like, the whole thing to that, that, that story that we read and, and we somehow interpret it in our own way, it's also a nice experience. So one of the reasons that I might want to watch movies that are adaptations of books is because, yeah, I want to see, like, visually how would it look like, how other people think... Uh, that story looks like or that character looks like and again there are a lot of issues with, with choosing different people or people that are perhaps not your first uh, impression of a character mm-hmm. like like the little mermaid <laughs> so mm-hmm. these things that go against it but at the end of the day if they add to the movie if they add to the whole story seeing these metal movies i know that I mean, they are the owners of Transformer, which mm-hmm. is already a very long-standing uh, brand. And now they want to do the same with G.I. Joe. They want to do the same with other toys. On the one hand, I'm curious to see what they come out of it. Mostly because I'm more enthusiastic about movies. Mm-hmm. I would like to see a movie just to see what it's about. Other people would rather not to see a movie if it's bad. But in my case, I would like to see it. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious. I'm curious. I think there's a lot of potential if they keep bringing new approaches, these directors that are very good at telling stories and crafting a message mm-hmm. and then using the medium to, to, to enforce that message. I think that's pretty nice. <laughs> I, I really like the internal jokes of, of the director saying like, well, Margot Robbie should look like she's destroying this movie, <laughs> but actually she's very pretty, so it's not coming across the way yeah. that it should be. But uh, So that commentary added a lot to, mm-hmm. to, the, to the style of the director mm-hmm. and why bringing this fresh perspective is very nice to, even if the stories or the toys or the games are old, having this other way to, to narrate the story is very interesting. So yeah, I'm, I'm mostly optimistic. I don't think they can do a very good movie out of G.I. Joe, <laughs> but if you asked me like a year ago, would you go and watch and speak about a Marvel movie? I wouldn't, I wouldn't say yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> but we'll see, we'll see. I'm still yeah, having an open mind yeah. is, a good, is a good way yeah. to be. <laughs> um, I mean, talking about commercial success um, of the Barbie brand, mm-hmm. the movie itself was also very commercially successful. Yeah. I read that it was the higher grossing Warner Bros. film of all time. Yes, and that's above Avatar? Above mm-hmm. Harry Potter oh. and not all of the Harry Potters, but... <laughs> no, it should be, because 
all of them were made by Warner Bros. Oh, yes, but I don't mean like all of the Harry oh, Potter movies together, yeah. well, other than. But I mean, that would be a success. <laughs> I don't know if there's going to be a Barbie too. Maybe. There <laughs> might be. Who knows? I guess, yeah. That, that's probably one of the things that I will be a little bit afraid of. Sometimes there are very good things that should stand yeah. alone. Yeah. And sometimes because of greediness, most of the time. Yeah. Uh, greediness in the sense that they are willing to take money, make money out of something that is not so good. And therefore, affecting the original thing that was good. Mm -hmm. It's more like a cultural thing now. Um, I mean, so. yeah, for me, it was interesting to observe the marketing around mm -hmm. Barbie. Mm -hmm. And in a way, very successful marketing mm -hmm. in terms of you, there were... There, were every, there was everything from ice cream to roller skates, which yes. was a reference to the movie itself, to Xbox. And then um, for me, being a fashionable fashion professional it was quite interesting to see brands um having sort of limited collections with barbie but then it was also quite um worrying to mm -hmm. see that these collections were being launched mm -hmm. um and again referring back to my profession i have this skeptical crit critical eye of these kind of uh, initiatives where things are being hyped, mm -hmm. used once, and then kind of forgotten yeah. about. So I'm thinking, <laughs> where are all those Barbies, sad Barbies are going to end up? Yeah, sad Barbies, sad roller coasters, yeah. <laughs> a lot of things. Yeah, and this, this goes back to all this materialistic part of Barbie itself, because yeah, at the end of the day, they made the movie, yes, to do something, to make a message, to, 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 to communicate a message, but they also want to sell more. And I can only imagine how much money they are making also from all the licensing, just mm -hmm. to the Barbie mm -hmm. idea, brand, sorry. Mm -hmm. So on the one hand, yeah, you have like high value items that is worth having, um, very nice fashion items, very nice, I don't know, things. <laughs> uh, but on the other hand, people buy things just because it's, it's fashion for the moment and yep. then forget about those things, so... I mean, it was it was impressive even to see that people would dress up to go to the movies. There was a whole Barbie outfit, yeah, you yeah. know, to your to your Barbie uh, outing. To, yeah, and I think Barbie was a very good decision again to do these kind of things because a lot of designers were inspired into getting mm -hmm. into fashion because of Barbie. So of course there are a lot of Barbie inspired dresses which this is the best moment to like advertise them. But everything that is around Barbie, like the accessories that they have, the movies they have, the lifestyle that it has become also as a brand, just because of this movie. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I think it's a, it's a very good brand in the sense that you can put Barbie onto anything and paint it pink and now it's a Barbie product. Yeah. Um, but, but then, yeah, it doesn't help. The, the consumerism. It doesn't. I mean, now that I think about it, I have seen multiple unrelated brands mm -hmm. um, that were all of a sudden pulling out outfits, suggestions, uh, collections that had anything remotely to do. And I mean, here, it's probably just the color of the, mm -hmm. of the garment that they were advertising to incentivize people yeah. to buy and to kind of... Um, impulse buy because this is the hype yeah. and it will you know ride that wave 
Yes, yes. And, and the real question is fine if you're going to buy something because it's pink mm -hmm. and you like it, it's fine. But if you're just going to buy it to wear it for the premiere and then forget about it yeah. or, or just throw it away because it was a one thing, yeah. that doesn't help very much. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's the sustainability. sustainability uh... Maybe I should have prepared better <laughs> and, uh, and read about the negative consequences of... Of yes. Barbie production. <laughs> it, I mean, yes, it's, it's very difficult to calculate anyway, like what is the impact that it's having on sustainability. Yeah. But yeah, it's an interesting thing to, to consider. Yeah. Yeah, I think common sense is always the answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like sometimes common sense is you need to wear something big if you want to go to much more. Do you think that's common sense? <laughs> For some people it is. But that's the thing about common sense. There is no such thing as common sense. Your common sense is different to my common sense and such common sense of anybody else so i think that's a myth that people it's just assume, assuming things there is no 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 i think no. there is a magical common sense yeah that, but yeah it has happened more often than not that i assume that something is common sense and then it's something that other people didn't even but do you think it's common knowledge or is it or is it uh yeah. the right thing to do <laughs> like common knowledge i would probably be more in line with because yeah like common knowledge is common knowledge like you know what pi is even if uh, you're not a mathematician at least you know it exists but common sense common sense is is knowing when to use pi for certain things for me it may be very common but for you it's like well i never use those equations so how i would know Anyway, but yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, no, I, <laughs> I love the diversions we're yeah. making. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Coming back to it, I mean, a lot of people bought a lot of things mm -hmm. just to watch Barbie, not even to like adopt <laughs> the Barbie lifestyle or adopt it, just to watch the movie. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, for them, it was the most normal thing to do. Whereas for, I mean, we didn't wear anything pink <laughs> on that day, but like I wouldn't just dress mm -hmm. for that particular Reason, mm -hmm. but, yeah. okay do you have anything else to share any other final thoughts on the barbie movie final thoughts i don't know i think we, we i think we've exhausted it it's a, it's a very nice movie i think it also has a lot of value to watch it again mm -hmm. especially after some time for you to think about it and like to explore different thing, different things i don't know how it's gonna age because a lot of movies there they have a lot of hype at the beginning it happened to me with tenet yeah so the first time that I watched it, uh, it was like, oh, this is so weird, so different. I want to think about it, all oh, the time traveling thing. And, but then when I watch it again, like it literally makes no sense. <laughs> so I wouldn't watch it again because it, it, it doesn't say anything. So I'm very curious about how this, this movie is going to age. Maybe in like two or three years, we'll watch it again and see like, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Or maybe it's like, ah, yeah, they were wrong. <laughs> I mean, I, I, on that point then, to finish us off, it will be interesting to rewatch the movie also to see how our times are changing mm -hmm. in terms of obviously yes we we have lovely uh, throughout the conversation made that the point of they did try to reflect to the to today's problems mm -hmm. and whatnot and maybe two years is, is too short of a time frame but maybe in 10 years who knows nice. Nice. i mean there have been a lot of barbie movies and they don't look anything like this one. <laughs> like, there, there are? Oh, I didn't know. But they are more like animation movies. Okay, yes. yeah. Yeah. So, look, and, and again, it speaks a lot of like, the idea and culture of Barbie because at the, 
all these movies were tailored for kids. Mm -hmm. All these movies were tailored for fantasy, for mm -hmm. like even to sell a particular version of the product that was going to come in out of, of production that year or that season. So just this shift from thinking of Barbie as a toy and not thinking of Barbie as a more ideal or more, yeah, inspirational. And also because probably the kids that watch those Barbies, <laughs> we are all grown up, right? <laughs> so, yeah. so now we have a different perspective on Barbie. And uh, yeah, I'm not to say that Barbie is the best thing because even in the movie they, they, they confront this idea when when Barbie goes and visits the daughter the first time and says like, well, you have created all these high standards of mm. beauty, like you have created all these uh, yeah, stereotypes and like you have put the, the, the cost years back or brought the cost years mm -hmm. back. Mm -hmm. It is also true, many of those statements. And mm, yeah, I don't think it's like a positive thing. I don't think it's a negative thing. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's something worth discussing in many cases mm -hmm. and yeah understanding a little bit more about the good things and the bad things nice but we'll see in two years at least yeah <laughs> well maybe we can do a version 2.0 of this no podcast <laughs> we'll if see. we're still well around <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> in the same country maybe but like <laughs> around i plan to leave a little bit longer <laughs> okay then i wish you well <laughs> I hope to see you in two years time and thank you so much for today's conversation. Hope everyone else enjoyed it as much as I did. Yeah, that's good. Thank you for inviting me. Finally, we made this. <laughs> that is good. Yay. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.